Welcome to Liquid Church Audio. The message you're about to enjoy was originally delivered live at Liquid Church by Pastor Tim Lucas. For more information and content, or to connect with our worldwide Liquid Church community, log on to liquidchurchonline.com. It's hard to believe that in just a few weeks it will have been one year since our entire church, New Brunswick, Morristown, Church Online, we moved from our seats to the streets to run for clean water. Uh, Just real quick, how many of you remember our 5K rock and run? You were part of it. You walked, let me see your hands, you rolled, you strolled. Awesome, great to see you. We had over a thousand people kind of flood the streets of Morristown. Very diverse crowd you can see from this picture up here. Uh, everyone from young moms, you see Jody with her uh, four wiggly boys there in a stroller. You can go ahead uh, to seniors. That couple, Al, Al and Mary Botticelli, they're in their 70s, and they strolled 5K on a Labor Day weekend. And afterwards, we copped it off with a rock concert and party on the green. Uh, there was even an Elvis sighting, which was kind of cool. Uh, and it was a spectacular, yeah, we had a lot of fun. It was a spectacular moment in the life of our church. I mean, our name is Liquid after all, and we have a special passion for a global cause, and that is bringing clean water to those in our world who need it most. Kind of people like this girl, about half of you have in your bulletin right now. You can take a look at that cover. She's five years old. She is from El Salvador, and this is what she drinks every day. Dirty, contaminated water, which is responsible for about 80% of all disease in developing countries. We're talking diarrhea, dysentery, worms, parasites in the developing world. And what we've done as a church is something very simple and totally unoriginal. This is not our idea. Jesus first came up with this and and, and put it together in Matthew 10.42. Christ said this, if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he's my disciple, he will certainly not lose his reward. And I can honestly say that is the truth with a capital T. It has been rewarding above all things. To see, to see a, a girl drinking this transformed into this. Clean water literally changes everything. It's been one of the high points of, of our life as a church together. Um, well, today is Water Sunday, and what I want to do is, is, is we're going to look, when I think about all that God's enabled us uh, to do over the last couple of years, I think it makes them smile. Uh, last year, you, family, friends of Liquid, raised $75,000 through the rock and run to bring clean water to villages in Ethiopia, Uganda, the Central African Republic. I'll show you a quick map, a Google map, of the impact our church is having. You can see in Google Earth here all the rural towns and villages across Ethiopia where we have drilled freshwater wells, over 30 of them in the northern region of Tigray there. And we've done a couple of projects in refugee camps in Uganda and the CAR. And to me, it's kind of the coolest thing just to see faith kind of fleshed out in action 
that we don't just kind of, you know, call ourselves we're a Christian church in name, but we actually live it out on the street, doing what Jesus said and actually serving the least and the last across the world in his name. Is that, that's exciting to me. I, th- I find that exciting. It's awesome. Very, very cool. Well, today is Water Sunday, and uh, I need to tell you, we're pretty pumped about uh, this fall and in 2011. And today, what I wanted to do is just give you an update on where we are headed, not just this fall, but into the new year, and give you two opportunities to get involved. Um, the first is to participate in our 5K Rock and Run coming up on Labor Day weekend. This year, it's Saturday, September 4th. It's at 11 a.m., followed by a concert, kind of all-church block party at 12 noon. Uh, some of you have registered for the run already. That is great, and you'll have an opportunity to sign up in our service today before you leave. But before we get too far in, what I want to do is just kind of update you and envision our community for where we think God's leading our church in the fall and in 2011. Um, This week, I had the chance to talk with Scott Harrison. Many of you know him. He's a friend of Liquid and a founder of Charity Water in New York City. They're one of our key partners in the clean water uh, cause. And I was talking with Scott. He just got back from the field in Ethiopia. He actually checked in on a number of projects there in, in, in terms of documenting them. But part of his goal for the trip was to check in on the viability of us, Liquid Church, actually purchasing our very own Liquid Church drill rig, in which we would go across Ethiopia and Africa drilling clean water wells. And and that was one of our ideas, to use the proceeds from our 5K run to exponentially build wells in impoverished areas and really leave an imprint on that region. Uh, It was kind of funny because he called and, uh, and he said, Tim, you'll never guess what happened. He arrived at the offices of our partners in Ethiopia, and they took him around back and said, surprise, and sitting there was a brand new $1 million deep well drill rig. Okay, all right, people are like, yeah, that is awesome, that is great. I was just like, we can't afford that, honestly. But it turns out our partners in Ethiopia, they received a $1 million national grant to actually, yeah, to purchase their own. That's awesome for them. This is very cool. It was totally separate from our proposal to purchase a rig. So I said to Scott, you know, that's awesome, dude. Whatever gets the job done, you know, that's God providing. But we were left with a question. What do we do with the resources we have uh, for the rig project? And I said, you know, Scott, what, where, where is the greatest need right now? And he didn't hesitate a second. He said to him, easy, Haiti. Very easy. It's not surprising that although it's disappeared from the news over the summer, a few of us can kind of forget the scenes from earlier this year, tragedy, destruction, when that 7.0 magnitude earthquake hit Port-au-Prince and kind of leveled it. It actually ended up killing, the total tally I think is about a quarter of a million people, and as significantly, over one million people were left homeless. If you watch the coverage on CNN, you probably saw the humanitarian disaster. There's no running water, latrines, those makeshift tent cities don't even have them, just devastating. And as I talked with Scott about how liquid could help, he described the scene he witnessed on the ground. I didn't know what to expect when we went back to Haiti. We were last there in September, celebrating with the community as they drank clean water for the first time, something a third of the nation lived without. And that was before the earthquake. This time, we arrived to ruin and destruction to twisted metal and dust. Hospitals, schools, and places of worship everywhere had been reduced to rubble. Over one million people were displaced as their homes were destroyed, living in makeshift tents across the nation's capital. We met many who were terrified of the aftershocks that seemed to happen every day, refusing to sleep indoors. Hundreds of thousands had fled the chaos of the city for the safety of rural areas. 
some communities doubling in size to make room for refugee friends and family. Over 60,000 people got on ships and sailed two hours to an island off of the coast. Charity Water's local partners have been working tirelessly despite losing many of their own family members. They asked us to help fund more sustainable water solutions in the rural areas and took us to these communities that had taken in refugees and needed clean water. We all know the people of Haiti face many challenges, but here's what we're going to do. Charity Water is going to continue to do what we do best. We'll partner with communities to make sure they have access to life's most basic need. We know how much money is needed and exactly where it will go. As always, Charity Water will use 100% of donations to directly fund these projects and prove all the work with photographs, videos, and GPS. You know, as difficult as the situation is in Haiti, we are so inspired by the unshaken resolve and spirit of the people there. One man we met stood up and said, Our community has no money to give, especially now. But we are ready to give you our courage. And we are ready to give them ours. So the exciting news is that we have decided to give some of the resources that we raised through our 5K Rock and Run to the Unshaken campaign in Haiti. And uh, Scott said, you know, are you sure about that? It's not the original plan. I said, you know what, That's, it's not about liquid. That, our heart is simply getting clean water to those who need it most. Who needs it most right now? That's our, our heart as a church. And it's kind of a cool thing to see God uh, lead us that way. We've always said, you know, we want our heart and our hands to go to the place of greatest demand. That's our, that's our heartbeat. So the cool part is that in talking with Scott, we are in a position as a church to serve as a title sponsor of a major project that serves the displaced and the homeless in one of Haiti's most dire villages. It's a town called Lerandu. It is nestled up in the hills, home to about 14,000 people. That population has swelled since the earthquake because when it hit basically Port-au-Prince, thousands of people just fled back to the villages where they were born. And so rural villages like Lerondo all of a sudden just swell, and they're the closest water source is about 30 minutes away, the nearest health clinic, three hours walk, no roads. That's a picture of one of the water sources. They, the people there call it Ravine Cafe, okay, like a cafe. And if you think like that's a joke, it's not. It's literally the only place in town to get a drink. And at that well was a girl named Lulan, and she was waiting her turn, that's her in the middle, to collect water. And when she pulled away from her crowd of friends, our partners on the ground learned she's 15 years old and pregnant. And basically, our partners on the ground work very tirelessly to prevent what they call stupid deaths. Have you ever heard that? Stupid deaths are basically when, when people die of things that Americans or Europeans would never in a million years be allowed to die of. Things like diarrhea, right? We get diarrhea, you go to CVS, you get Pepto-Bismol. There, you die. Or worms, your, your cat or your dog, you know, takes things for, for worms or parasites. There, it's fatal. 
But for a young girl like Lulan, who lives three hours away from the nearest health clinic, stupid deaths happen all the time. Um, each week she gets on the back of a motorcycle, drives three hours to the health clinic in Belladere, and her clinic actually gives her chlorine packets to treat the, the contaminated water at home. But she said, you know, if, if I had clean water, life would be easier for my baby. So what I said to Scott is, and it's kind of cool because right now the only title sponsors they have are major corporations like Levi's and Livestrong, the Lance Armstrong Foundation. And so Liquid Church is going to be one of those major sponsors there in Lorando. And what we're going to do is we're going to protect that larger spring in pipe water to five tap stations all throughout the village. Now that's a start. That's 14,000 people. But what we'll also do is employ some of the residents to actually construct laundry and washing stations as well as a trough uh, for cattle and goats. And that might seem kind of funny from us, uh, but animals actually drink from the same source there in Haiti. So what we're doing is kind of a holistic, uh, comprehensive kind of hygiene education project. We'll, we'll also build 25 latrines and 40 biosand filters and distribute those to the families who are most in need. So this is like a major, major undertaking. But the reality is, it's a drop in the bucket. Unfortunately, the coastal region of Haiti is just like overflowing with displaced children. And the situation is wrenching. I mean, when you see them, they are beautiful, courageous people and they're with lacking life's most basic necessity. Like, how do you get along? Like so many in Haiti, Lulan and her family is still grieving, but they're also still at risk. See, the Haitian recovery, it's not, it's not over. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, we have ADD as a nation, and we're, like, we're tuned into the oil spill. I'm like, oh, what's the next thing? But for them, recovery is just beginning. <laughs> and so we're privileged to come alongside them and offer them literally a cup of cold water in the name of Jesus Christ. The cool part is the money that um, we raise will be put to use immediately within the next month or so, and it'll be in 10 to 12 months we will actually see the results. We'll have the chance to take a trip and travel there to minister firsthand to the people when it's completed. So it's pretty exciting. Um, so in a word, some of our resources are still going directly to Africa. If you want your particular monies designated there, just tell us. But I told Scott, what's important to us as a church is literally getting clean water to people who need it most desperately, to Lulan. <laughs> That's, that's our heart, that's our hands, and right now Haiti is the place of greatest demand. So we give, and then we go. That's the new development for the fall. Uh, for the first time ever, kind of exciting, we're sending mission teams from Liquid out into the field. We have our first ever team going to Haiti this September. Let's hear it for them. They are in the middle... They are in the middle of their summer training, and this is interesting because they're not actually building new wells, they're doing rehabilitation projects. In other words, many of the wells were broken and shattered in the quake, there are thousands of them, and so they're going to be repairing and patching, getting functional again, many of the wells uh, there in this countryside. Um, but this trip is kind of a pilot for us. It's our first ever, it is completely filled, but we hope to have even more slots available in 2011 if you're uh, excited to go. Um, there are two other trips that we have scheduled this fall to El Salvador. And we do have openings. Those are drill trips. You'll actually be drilling new wells, and you can get information about those trips at our website, liquidchurch.com, if you are interested. Uh, but I first wanted to kind of just update you on all that's been happening. It's a lot behind the scenes in our clean water efforts. And as you can see, the need's critical, right? I mean, it's amazing what, what the, the, the depth. It's like, I feel like it's a drop in the ocean. But I want to thank each of you who have been involved so far. So many of you have you, you, praying, giving. Now some of you going. And I really believe, like, this is one of those things that when we look back on the journey that God has had our church on, this is one of the, the causes that we have championed that's closest to God's heart. Because it's such 
a simple premise, a, a cup of water, through the filter of Jesus Christ, it's so much more than a glass of water. In Matthew 25, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these, you did for who? You did for me. This is mysterious. I don't want to get spooky all over you. But in a mysterious way, every time we bring clean water to like a Lulan, it's like we're giving a cup of water to Jesus. There in the rubble, among the shanties and the tents, is Christ waiting to be served. And he's like, I was a stranger and you invited me in. I was, I was hungry and you fed me. I was, I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. This is where the rubber meets the road, folks, where our faith literally takes on flesh. Because Christ says, I dwell among the poor and as you serve the fringe in our world. And we get to serve him by serving them. That's a privilege, is it not? Can we hear it? That's a privilege. We have to say that. It's very, very exciting that we get to do that. So let's just take a moment. I want to thank God for what he has done so far and what he's going to do through all of us this fall. Father, we are, um, we are humbled because we have so much. And we're your children. And then you have other children who don't have so much. And so we're humbled, God. Why would you pick us? Why would you pick us to live here in this moment of affluence and plenty and then put on our radar people who don't have? Father, right now, would you just crush our heart the way you crushed Jesus's? You moved him from heaven to earth out of love. Would you move our heart around the world in the same way? And in his spirit we pray. Amen. All right. Well, let me invite you to do this. I want you to take out your Bible, show you something cool. Turn to John chapter 4. This is Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, fourth gospel. I want to show you something where Jesus himself makes an incredible link. He actually links this need for clean water to a deeper spiritual reality. It's kind of interesting, but the, the scriptures record how Jesus met a woman at a well of all places, and he turned a very seemingly kind of mundane conversation about physical thirst into an opportunity for spiritual ministry. John 4 says this, I'm on verse 4, it says, Jesus had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. And basically the sixth hour meant it was high noon. Because they started, it's in the Middle East, so they start counting at 6 a.m. That's like ground zero, and then it goes all the way to the sixth hour, 12 noon. So the sun's blazing down. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, let's read it together, Will you give me a drink? And this is fascinating. (laughs) Because here's Jesus, whose claim is to be God in the flesh. God, come down from heaven. So this is the creator of the universe with skin on, and he's like, I'm thirsty. There's more than a little bit of irony here, folks. I mean, this is the one who literally created the oceans, who carved out the rivers and the lakes. He says, I'm the wellspring of life, and he doesn't have water to drink. This is, the, this is the person who can melt the polar ice caps in Antarctica, and he intentionally chooses to limit himself and experiencing something very, very human, the need for water. Samaria is in the Middle East, so this is the sun scorching down, and Jesus is thirsty, and he comes upon the woman pumping water at the well, and he says, will you give me a drink? which would have been a little bit of a scandal, by the way, because this is a woman not from Haiti or from Africa. Verse 9 says, The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me 
for a drink. See, she was a member of the mixed race known as the Samaritans, whom the Jews hated. They were considered savages, half-breeds, outcasts, less than human. You see, look in your Bible. It says a little commentary. John adds a little thing here. It says, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans, in case you didn't know that. What's more, she's a woman. And this is first century patriarchal society. So strike two. Men in that culture, you don't just go up to an unmarried woman who wasn't your wife and talk. You just didn't do that. So immediately we see Jesus right here. He begins crossing over all these boundaries, gender boundaries, ethnic boundaries, in order to reach out and engage someone who is on the fringe of society, someone who'd been forgotten, shunned, thrown out and discarded. And he answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you what? Let's say it together. He would have given you living water, which is a strange response. Because I imagine this woman being like, wait a minute, I thought you were talking physical thirst. What's living water? In, in Africa, they say water is life. Is that, is that what you mean? Like, how, do, how do you get this water? Sir, the woman said, you've nothing to draw with and, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Now, obviously, something's going on here, right? Jesus always says confusing things. It's like, what does he mean by living water? In the Old Testament, many verses speak of thirsting after God as one kind of thirst after water. For instance, Psalm 42.1 says this, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my what? My soul pants for you, O God. And the idea here is that many of our physical functions parallel spiritual realities. You get that? Just as our bodies naturally hunger and thirst, so do our souls. But they need spiritual food and water. And, and this woman was kind of confusing the two, quite possibly, because no one had ever talked with her before about spiritual thirst. That's why she's probably standing literally in front of Jesus, the water of life, the author of everything. And she says, how are you going to get the drink? It's really far down. <laughs> and I imagine, it's not in the scripture here, but I just imagine Jesus kind of looking into the well... <laughs> and saying, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. In fact, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to what? To eternal life. And you might think this would be the light bulb moment with the woman who would realize, wait a minute, I'm not talking to an ordinary person here. Maybe she'd realize who she's talking to and what he's offering, but she says, sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. In other words, she thought, oh, good, this guy's here to make my life easier, which is not how the gospel works. <laughs> it gets harder. The gospel means good news, and it is good news that Jesus came to this world, why? To die on the cross in our place for our sins. He was raised to life, and now he wants to live his life in and through us by his spirit. That's what eternal life is. When you literally receive Christ into your heart by faith, his Holy Spirit literally invades your life. And here's what happens. You stop living for yourself and you start living on mission for God, with God. You live in vital connection to God. It's not just you alone anymore. You are now in link, in love with God and you experience a different kind of life, an eternal kind of life that continues on into heaven when you leave this world. That's what eternal life is. The presence of God in your heart and in your spirit available through faith in Jesus Christ as Savior of the world. That's, isn't that what, I mean, isn't that what we all long for? To be loved. 
and accepted and part of this bigger relationship that binds this whole world together. And when that reality, guys, when it begins saturating your being, the old, brittle, dried-up, selfish parts of our soul are finally drenched, and they begin overflowing, and it spreads out to others. That's, that is why we give ourselves to serving people on the fringe. What, what? We do not do this because we're humanitarians or do-gooders or we're going green. We, we, don't, we don't believe good works get us to heaven, as if God's looking down saying, how many cups of cold water did you give? No. It's the overflow of the love of Christ actually in our lives, the love he has for us. When you taste that forgiveness, it's like whoosh, washed clean. It's like God's love actually floods your life. And you, you look at the world differently, don't you? People in need, the forgotten, they're no longer those people or outsiders or just numbers. They're thirsty people worth sacrificing for. Just as Christ died to give us living water, now we actually sacrifice to serve them. So this is a parallel Jesus is drawing here. When we see these pictures of thirsty children and families and people around the world, Jesus says, look carefully, do you see me? Do you see me in there? Do you, do you see their spiritual thirst that they are desperate for my love? For news of the gospel? And this is like where I get excited about where God's leading us in 2011 because it's one thing to give folks a cup of cold water with no strings attached, that's good. Anybody can see that. But it's another thing to give them living water, the gospel of Christ. That's not just meeting a physical thirst in this life, but actually quenching their thir spiritual thirst for eternity. The two are connected, Jesus is saying. They are intertwined. When you begin serving and meeting the physical needs of people out of love, God gives you opportunities to offer them living water that can quench the deeper part of their soul. And so beginning this fall, I am pleased to announce that we are teaming up with a second partner in our clean water efforts, an organization aptly known as Living Water International. They are a Christ-centered organization we've been dialoguing with over this past year, kind of exciting. In fact, they are the ones who are leading our missions trips to Haiti and El Salvador this November and December. And the whole idea here, folks, is to understand that clean water is not just a good thing, but it's actually also a God thing. And the wells that we're drilling with living water have two purposes. One is just to bring clean water to thirsty people. But it's also to bring the gospel, to share the good news of God's love and forgiveness, as Jesus did, with no strings attached. What we're going to be doing is um, kind of cutting edge, because as we drill wells in some remote villages, what we're doing is living water allows us to partner with local Christian pastors on the ground. In some cases, we're actually going to drill the wells right next to their church, and then give the local pastors all the credit. Who did this? They did. I don't know. <laughs> so when the people say, well, wait, why are you here? Who's, who's giving us this clean water? We can actually say Jesus is because he actually cares about your body and your soul. And we have more than just this. He has living water that can satisfy your spiritual thirst. See, clean water, clean water, we know this, is a good thing. But living water, that's a God thing. I'll let the pastors in the field describe to you the impact that clean water has in communicating the gospel. Previously, when we said about Jesus, they said, what is, uh, what is the meaning of Jesus? We are the first who sharing the 
word of God. The water will open up doors for us to share about uh, Jesus. It can be a great opening for us to enter to their lives. So unless we meet the needs of their life, we cannot reach even the gospel also. And then in that way, we are just slowly taking the love of the God. Things are changing, slowly but surely. living as they live. Then only we can communicate Christ. Christians have been known to have this attitude of service. No other religion has that. So if we come with a well, they know we are serving them. And there's a reason behind it that because Jesus taught us, you know, and Jesus came to serve. So we are serving you in turn. And that really uh, touches their heart. Through all this help, we will build the kingdom of God here. Christianity has a God who came to love and serve and give himself no strings attached. And when people see that, it is not about strong-arming them or now we drop some tracks on them <laughs> or, or proselytizing, but we simply and humbly serve the poorest out of the love of Christ welling up in us. You know what happens? Lives change. See, living conditions don't just improve. Lives change for eternity. A, a, a good thing becomes a God thing. The physical and the spiritual come together and we minister holistically as Jesus did here in John 4 to body and soul. And that's what we're going to be doing on our two trips to El Salvador this fall. These are drill trips. Those of you who go on it, you will actually be experienced digging a clean water well. You'll spend a week in the field actually ministering in the villages one-on-one -on -one with the local people. And you're going to be trained by experienced leaders who, essentially, they're water missionaries. That's what I call them. They're like H2O missionaries. They bring the water and the gospel together. And you will have the chance to learn and serve local villages and have spiritual conversations with families and children about Jesus. And Living Water is going to train us in that too. So don't freak out on either end, by the way. If, if you're like, I've, I've never drilled a well before, okay? I can't get my garden hose to work, okay? Don't, you don't need a construction background, okay? We will train you. Or if, you think, or if you think, I've never shared the gospel before. I'm an introvert. I'm kind of shy. You don't need an evangelism background. We will train you, okay? So this is a paradigm shift for our folks. It, it, it's an expansion of our clean water efforts. We love partnering with Charity Water. We'll continue to do so. They give us incredible inroads to a lot of people in the secular marketplace who quite honestly don't care about God. They just want to do good, okay? But we would be remiss if we didn't also cultivate a partnership that allows us to offer living water, to thirsty people around the world. We're followers of Christ after all. And when we look at how Jesus cared for people holistically, what did he do when he announced the kingdom of God? He healed their disease. He fed the hungry. He served the poor. And he said, and I've also come to bring you something even greater. That's a taste of spiritual healing. Forgiveness of sins. Bread from heaven. I can feed you and nourish you at the deeper parts of your life. I'm offering you the water of life. That's Christ. And that's our goal as a spirit-filled Christian church. We love others, no strings attached. I want to be very clear about that. We do not discriminate when we drill a clean water well in a village. I wanted to clarify that because we don't put any conditions on who gets to draw from it, okay? You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to go to church. You just got to be thirsty. <laughs> we don't check IDs or try to manipulate converts. That's not love. That's an agenda with strings attached. But we give clean water to anybody who wants it. And when people say, why? Why are you here? Why travel halfway around the globe to give us this gift? You know what we say? A very easy answer. 
because I was thirsty too. And Christ came for me. And he sacrificed his life to love and serve me. That's me. And that's why I'm here, to love and serve you in his name. That's, how's that for a first impression? Some of those people will be serving this fall have never been in a church before, never even heard of Jesus. And this will be the first time when they come to a liquid water well and ask for a drink. I'm thirsty. Can I have something to drink? What could God do out of that? Let's look at John 4. We don't have time for the rest of the whole passage, but Jesus bores down deep into this woman's life and actually uncovers the fact that she has been sleeping with five men and that she's living with some dude who isn't even her husband. In other words, translation, she's been drinking from the wrong well. And he calls it out gently in love. And she doesn't run away. It's just the opposite. She sees his sincerity of heart. And she's drawn to him. Look at verse 28. Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? And they came out of the town. And what? What did they do? They made their way towards him. My question is, I wonder how many people this fall and in 2011, because of our willingness to serve them humbly as Jesus did, will ultimately make their way towards Christ. Verse 39 says, Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. See, living water, it's living. It's not stagnant. It, it, it spreads. You can't contain it. That's why we're called Liquid Church. The vision of liquid is very simple. We, we take church to the people so people make their way back to Christ. It's all about Jesus. Our life, our church, our mission as Christians who bear his name. That's why we do what we do. And it's why I hope you will get involved. Many of you have given and for that we are grateful. But if you are interested in going, this is your chance. Uh, we still have a half dozen spots left on the El Salvador trips this fall. And if you're interested, go to liquidchurch.com. We will get you all the information. And we hope these trips are the beginning of a new ministry that we're going to see expand, quite honestly, in 2011. So if you can't make one of these this fall, totally okay. There will be more opportunities next spring and summer. If you are staying here in New Jersey, which is the majority of us, let's just be honest, you can still make a huge difference by putting on a pair of sneakers. Uh, how do we fund all these projects around the world? The answer is we pay for it with sweat. And 100% of the revenues, again, from our 5K of the Dirty Water Rock and Run on September 4th, this is this Labor Day weekend, are going to go directly to projects in the field. And this year, just to give you a jog your memory here a little bit, this was the scene when over 1,100 people took off from the starting line in Morristown. And we have permission to close down the city center again for our 5K. Um, those of you who are runners, if you're hardcore, this is the same route as the Verizon Classic that drew 4,000 people last month. So this is an officially registered 5K course. I guess that's important to some people. I don't know who you are. I was like, why is that important? They're like, some people like, are into running. I was like, why? Why would they do that? I don't, you know. Uh, about half the people last year just walked. That's what our family did. It took about 30, 40 minutes. My little boy actually carried it on my shoulders part of the way. Um, but what we've done is we've designed the 5K so that your entire family can be involved because it is critical that right now we build an outward focused faith in our kids at a young age. I love the conversations that my little girl had. She actually invited a couple of her friends from school to walk with us. And they're like, why are we doing this? And we're like, because, well, Christ loved us, and now we're serving others and loving them. And it was like the biggest game changer. So we want you to invite your family, your in-laws, your friends, your coworkers, just to run or to walk with us. 
and you will be shocked at how receptive people are. Last year, over two-thirds of all donations for clean water wells came from people outside our church. You understand what that, that is so significant. Again, for some of them, it's just a good thing. They're like, oh, clean water, well, that's, and that's fine. But maybe it's their first exposure to a God thing as well. We're going to be putting up uh, these posters actually in running stores and coffee shops all over town. So take some, put them up at your Y or your gym or school. These are all available at the Welcome Center, so you can take a bunch of them. Just, and just make sure you're going to be putting them up. Okay, so pick those up on your way out. And everyone who registers, I guess you get a T-shirt, you get a, uh, a swag bag, which got some surprises in it this year. And what we're going to do is cap it all off with a rock concert again and a party on the green at 12, 12th noon. It's live music. And I, sorry, this chokes me up, but I think the porkers are going to be there again. Uh, to roast a pig, okay? We just like to burn stuff. I don't know. That's just what we do. That's how we roll. Sorry. So our, <laughs> like we're sort of green and then really not. Um, so our hope today is simple. Here it is, guys. Let me boil this down to you. My, my goal, like today, it's Water Sunday, all of our campuses. Our goal, a God thing, would to be have every adult in attendance today register to run or walk on September 4th. That, that would be a God thing. And uh, I've been instructed by the 5K powers that be uh, to close with something fun, kind of a little impetus. Can everyone take out their registration card from the program? Looks like this. I see some of you already had this kind of thing out. Pull that out. Here's the deal. Apparently, the standard uh, registration fee is $30. But today, because you're in church, <laughs> I was like, are you serious? I got to sound like a televangelist. Today, right now. Uh, apparently, what they're doing is they're discounting the registration at 20 bucks. Uh, for everybody who actually uh, uh, signs up today, and you'll notice the connection, it's not just like a, a marking thing, every $20 donated provides one person with clean water for 20 years. It's very significant. So this is your chance to get involved and make a difference right now before you leave. You get a $10 discount because you came to church. If you turn your card over, uh, we've given you a pen. You can click that thing and fill that out. And what we're going to do, it's going to take you 30 seconds. You can enter your information, and then this week we will send you an email confirmation and you will have a chance to pay your uh, $20 registration electronically. So I actually haven't done it yet. I'm going to fill mine out right now, and I want to invite you to do the same. We'll take two minutes, and then you leave it on your seat after we close in just one minute. So Joel, can we have some like form-filling-out music or something like that? That'd be great. Let's take one minute here, guys, okay? Their story is God's story, 
and it's our story too because of Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm not saying this because I'm a pastor. I love being part of this church. You know why? I love that we don't just sit in a holy huddle and talk about faith and all the problems in our world, but that part of our DNA is to take church to the people and be the hands and feet of Jesus to them, even those who are halfway around the world because we know they're closest to God's heart, actually. I hope you are as excited as I am about what God's going to do this fall and in 2011. And I want to close by praying for every man and woman in this room right now at all of our campuses. Some of us will run, some of us will go, and every one of us will give. So I want to ask God to put his blessing on that as we rise up and serve our world together. Would you bow your heads and pray with me? Father, we're just grateful. We're humbled and we're grateful that we can be part of a mission as Jesus was, to serve this world that you so love. Lord, Jesus gave his life for it, to save it eternally, spiritually forever. We don't have to do that, but now we're part of your kingdom breakers. We're like the advanced team, breaking the kingdom of God into a broken world. So I pray right now, Father, for every man and woman, um, those who are going to go, Father, I pray that you will even confirm in your Holy Spirit right now that whisper in their heart that you are sending them, Father, to be the hands of Jesus to the people right there. I pray for those of us who will run right now, Father. I pray that you will, Father, help us physically, emotionally, Father, as we engage, as we reach out to coworkers and friends and family, invite them to run. Ask people to sponsor us, Father. I pray your Holy Spirit would go before us. And most of all, Father, we ask that Jesus Christ would grow bigger and brighter like a morning star, Lord, over Haiti, over Africa, as you draw men and women to him. We love your son. And that's why we're doing this. Thanks for coming for us. Now bless us as we go to them. In the name of Jesus Christ, all God's people said together, amen. Thanks for listening to Liquid Church Audio. If this message has touched you, we'd love to know how. Just email Pastor Dave Adamson at churchonline at liquidchurch.com. For more information and content, or to connect with our worldwide Liquid Church community, log on to liquidchurchonline.com.